Grand Canyon University, a Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering over 250 engaging programs online. Praised for its culture of community, students engage with faculty and connect with counselors who take a personalized approach for your success. GCU's online students received over $144 million in scholarships in 2021. Visit gcu.edu myoffer to see the scholarships you qualify for. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. When you sign up for BP Me Rewards, you can get five cents off every gallon of gas every time at BP or Amico stations. That means more savings and more whatever you'd like to use your savings on. So treat yourself. It's on us. Visit bp.com slash save to learn more. The Exxon Radio Show is heard on radio broadcast affiliates worldwide, including... AM 580 CFRA in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. WPUL AM 1590 in Daytona Beach, Florida. KOHI AM 1610 in St. Helens, Oregon. KHRO AM 1150 in El Paso, Texas. And for more information on becoming a professional broadcast affiliate of the Exxon Radio Show, visit www.xzbn.net or call toll-free worldwide 1-800-610-7035. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All in radio. To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide, toll-free number 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Richard Andrew King. We're going to be talking about the King's numerology, discovering the divine design of your life. Richard is a numerologist, martial artist, poet, and author. An intense interest in understanding the mysteries of life and a desire to know and understand the whys and wherefores of our existence 
led our guest this hour, Richard King, to study the ancient metaphysical science and art of numerology, exploring, discovering, and validating theories which explains life mysteries and secrets. His research, experience, and interest in this ancient science and art led him to design and formulating the King's Numerology, a revolutionary numerology system of defining, describing, and interpreting those energies and forces which comprise our lives and destinies. Joining me now from California is Richard King. And Richard, welcome to the X-Zone. Well, Rob, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Richard, uh, numerology, it is a very ancient, um, do we call it a science or a methodology? Well, to me, it's probably both. It's as much a science and methodology, Rob, as medicine would be, actually. And it has been around since the times of Pythagoras, about Mm -hmm. 2,500 years ago. It is not a New Age science. It is as old, basically, as far as I'm concerned, as the creation itself, because numbers are one way that we universally communicate with one another in all sciences. So, yes, it is a methodology, it is an art, but it is also a science because of this numerical base. And it can be proven, which is one of the reasons why I love it so much. How has numerology changed your life, Richard? Well, I can tell you honestly, it has given me a true understanding of destiny, Rob. Our lives are destined to the breath. Mm-hmm. When we study the writings of even somebody like Einstein, who said everything is determined, the beginning as well as the end, by forces over which we have no control, then we start understanding that there's something behind numerology. Now I see things from a much different perspective, and the work that I do helps people in understanding their lives and their destinies, that these are not happenstance. Uh, occurrences. Our lives really do have a structure, a blueprint to them. And when we understand that, we have to start adjusting the entire way we think about life. Richard, stand by. You and I have to take our first commercial break for this hour, Exonation. Richard Andrew King is my special guest. We're going to be talking about the King's numerology, discovering the divine design of your life. Richard's website is www.richardking.com. That's www.richardking.net. We'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, my very special guest this hour, Richard King, from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. Email address, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exoneradiotv.com. I took my troubles down to Madame Rue. You know that gypsy with the gold cap, too. She's got a pad down a pretty floating pipe. Selling little bottles of.
Next on Nation, Richard Andrew King is my special guest. We're talking about the King's numerology. His website is www.kings. I'm sorry, richardking.net. That's www.richardking.net. How did you become interested in numerology, Richard? Rob, my life was basically falling apart, and this was way back 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm an order guy. I do believe that order is the first law of the universe. Everything has order. The molecules in the air, our skin, all of that, same thing. So I started looking for answers. And I was finally introduced to an astrologer named Neil Bratton. And I started with astrology, but then I just didn't, uh, just c- couldn't resonate with that. So then I started studying numbers. Mm-hmm. And I read everything I could get my life on, uh, my hands on. And then I started doing my own research because I couldn't find the answers I was looking for. And this was back in 1980-81. And I would go to the library in those days because we didn't have the Internet. And I said to myself, if numerology is accurate, then it should be accurate for successful groups of people. In other words, famous generals should have similar numbers in their numerology charts uh, as well as singers should have it in theirs and politicians Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. I didn't want to waste my time with this science I started to fall in love with if it had no application. So that's what I started doing. And then I started seeing these patterns emerge. And then I just got hooked in and kept going deeper and deeper and deeper. I did a study on relationships at that time because since my marriage was falling apart, I wanted to know what made good relationships good and what made bad relationships bad and so on and so forth. So I started asking people if I could do their numbers, quote mm-hmm. unquote. And I was getting nowhere at the time. So I decided I needed two criteria. One, I wanted to find people who had been married at least 10 years. And two, when I asked them to rate their marriage on a scale of 1 to 10, they would say 10 immediately. No 7s, 8s, 9s, none of that. Just, oh, it's a 10 for sure. In the course of three and a half years, Rob, I found 21 of these couples. But interestingly, after the third set, the same numerical combinations started to emerge. And from that, I started um, designing Mm -hmm. these theories or having them come to me. And I recently published that in a book called The Five-Minute Lover, Discovering the Secrets of Your Life, Loves, and Relationships in Five Minutes, which outlines these correspondences and what makes good relationships really good and what makes bad relationships really bad. To me, there are way too many divorces. Uh, I don't want to go through that ever again. I certainly wouldn't want children to have mm, to suffer. Yeah. So there, there are reasons uh, why people are together, of course. But my, and that is all destined, by the way. But I finally wrote this book after 30 years because I came to the conclusion that what if it is in someone's destiny to use this information so they can have a wonderful, fulfilling, compatible, long-lasting enduring relationships. So that's basically how I got started with numbers. Many people believe that today's society is a disposable one, and that's why there are so many divorces and so many marriage failures. And, uh, you know, they blame society for uh, everything from the economy to what happened in the Gulf of Mexico. How does what you found out contradict that it's 
it has nothing to do with a throwaway society at all? Well, yes and no. One of my books that I loved writing is called The Age of the Female, A Thousand Years of Yin. And it describes the transition that we are going through from the last thousand years, which is ruled by the number one, Mm -hmm. the male, the yang aspect of life, to the number two, which we are now in for a thousand years, which deals with others. It deals with female energy. It deals with relationships, which is precisely why you see so many uh, relationship issues today. Everybody now is talking about teamwork and competition, mm-hmm. actually more, right, more athletic teams now than ever before. There's That's right. more money in it, so on and so forth. And so much invasion of personal privacy. Facebook, too, is the first social energy. One is about independence. It's about monarchy. It's about all those kinds of issues, planting flags, discovering, being the pioneer. It's also about independence. But two is a number of dependence. And so we're seeing these kinds of energies basically wash over and replace what those of us who were born in the 20th century, the 1900s, understand. And so there's been a lot of confusion about what life is. Men are having uh, identity crisis in some respects, so are women, because this is a huge shift of waves of energy that are like a thousand years in size. That's an enormous amount. Think of the tsunami that we saw on Christmas Day here, you know, many years, you know, five, yeah. six years ago now. That's sort of like energy. We can't see it, but it's there. It's just like in on a full moon. The moon controls the tides. We know that. The sun controls so much of our earth. Well, if all of that can happen and it's invisible, then there are other energies too. Take gravity, for example, the same thing. We can't see gravity, but we know it's there. The wind, and so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all all of these things. But they can be labeled through and by numbers. For example, gold or silver, anything on the periodic table has a number associated with it. For example, in the atomic chart of the periodic table, gold is number 79. Its letter designation is AU. And so it is for all of those elements. Our lives, our names, our relationships all have numbers or can be reduced to numbers or letters. The letters have numerical values. Those numbers are basically labels or cosmic codes, as I like to see them, for the frequencies, the energy patterns of our lives, which, con- which control and des- uh, in which our destiny is designed. So I think it's just fascinating material. So what are the benefits of numerology for, for listeners? Well, to me, there are many benefits. One of the first ones is... You can know yourself. You know the Greeks, as we, we know, said, know thyself. They mm-hmm. kept this over the, uh, the, their temples and so forth. So many people today do not know who they are, and it's not a matter of intelligence. People generally do not ask deeply, what am I all about? There is such, and to me it's an affliction of people who, in our society, a disease almost, of worshipping celebrities, icons, rock stars, and all of that. To me, they are missing the beauty and the value of honoring their own life, their own destiny, and who they are. Because each of us has a very specific destiny. And when we get in touch with that destiny, we become more in touch with those concepts that are divine in nature, higher than us. Another great aspect is understanding relationships. When we understand what other people in our lives need and want and desire, then we can adjust the way we think and act 
toward them. For example, if a person has a seven soul, in numerology, the soul energy defines our needs, wants, and desires. If a person has a seven soul, they will have to have private time because it's in their private time, their alone time, that they recharge. That's just how seven energy is. It loves its, uh, its solitude. Mm -hmm. if, if a person understands this, then they can give their spouse that time. If they don't, then there's going to be a fight or a clash or something where that seven person will create the space they need to get what they want. And so just by understanding that, we can help our spouse. Years ago, I had done, this is at least 20 years ago, I had done, I had a, a session with a husband and wife in my uh, consultation business, and the husband had said, had I only known this about my wife, I wouldn't have wasted 20 years trying to find all this out. It took me this long to understand it. We can know these things in literally minutes. We could take anybody's chart. We can find out what their desires are in life. We can find out what their personality is, what their life path is, what the role of their life is going to be, when changes will occur in their lives. On my website, I have many free articles, richardking.net, in the numerology section under articles. There are charts on Tiger Woods, for example. We can see his rise and his fall clearly in his numbers. We can see Michael Jackson's rise and fall. We can see why Sarah Palin has an, such an attraction to, uh, to, to the public. She's either loved or hated. But all of that is in her numerology chart and clearly there. So by looking at these charts, we can see a person's destiny. We can understand them. And then we don't have judgments. We just see them for what they are because each of us does not see things as they are. We see things the way we are. Each of us looks through a multi-varied prism of different energy fields. We all have a different perspective on life. Another benefit is learning to raise our children and guide them. So oftentimes, as parents, we will say, let's, let's, say, uh, mm -hmm. here, let's say I'm a banker. Okay. And I, I say to my son, I want you to be a banker. Well, maybe the child doesn't want to be a banker. Maybe he wants to be a musician or a rock star. Or maybe he wants to be uh, a librarian. If I make the mistake of a father of showing him or forcing on him what I want for him, then he's going to grow up with all kinds of problems. I'm going to have made a major mistake. Here's a, here's a true story, perfect example. A couple of years ago, I was asked to, to do some readings for some uh, high school seniors who were going off to college. I started doing these mini readings about 5 o'clock. Here it is about 9.30. The party's about to break up. This gentleman who's been sitting over in the corner, this young man, just looking at me with his head down, kind of shy, and I can feel he wants to have a reading done finally comes over and his mother sits down next to me on this bench. Mm -hmm. So I start doing his numbers and right away I see that he has a lot of seven energy, which would define his shyness and his, uh, just his, his quietude. So I start telling him it's okay to be who you are. It's okay to have this time alone. And this young man's chin just raised and he smiled from ear to ear because somebody finally knew who he was. And his mother who had a lot of eight energy in her chart, which is social energy, external energy, very opposite from the internal seven energy that her son had, said to me, and, and much to her credit, oh my gosh, I've been doing, I've been raising him wrong my entire life. And there could have been so much uh, benefit to her knowing her son's needs as opposed to trying to force her own needs on him. So that's another benefit. Richard, stand by. We've got to take a commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Richard King is our guest this hour. Exonation, www.richardking.net. 
My name is Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon, and we'll be back on the other side of the news as we continue from our studios here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network. UK High Definition Radio. Euro High Definition Radio. And Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www. Welcome back, everyone. Richard King is my guest. His website is richardking.net. Talking about the King's numerology, discovering the divine design of your life. Once again, richardking.net. Richard, is there any correlation between numerology and religious philosophies like, like the Bible? Well, interestingly, you should say that, Rob, because the Bible is to me, the richest numerological work on the planet. For example, when we look at the numbers three, Mm -hmm. the number four, and the number seven, they just are awash in that work. For example, the Bible itself, when you reduce its letters to numbers, is a three. We know there were 12 tribes of Israel. One and two make a three, of course. Mm -hmm. We, We know that Judas betrayed Christ for 30 pieces of silver. Peter denied Christ three times. Christ was on uh, the mount with two other people. That's three. He rose on the third day. Also, we know that Jonah was in the belly of the whale for uh, three days and three nights. We know that when we look at the dimensions of the ark, uh, all of that is in reference to three. Then we go to the number four, and we see that Uh, The Israelites were in the desert for 40 years. Moses was on Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights. Christ was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And so we have all of these number associations. These are codes. In fact, there was a show on the History Channel not long ago 
where it was talking about the number 666. Mm-hmm. And there's been so much <laughs> so so much made of that number. Yes. But the early Christians used that number as a numerical uh, signature for the Emperor Nero. So it has nothing to do with the devil. They were really talking about him and his particular time. And so that's, to me, that's, uh, it's, it's very prophetic. But yes, the Bible is very extent in its usage of numbers and their meanings when we look deeper. So, so, so tell me, Richard, it, numerology seems to be a very fascinating science, and what, what are the mechanics behind it? Well, it, every, there are nine basic numbers, one through nine. Mm-hmm. Every letter in the English language has a numerical value to it. For example, the letters A, J, and S all equal a one value. The letters B, K, and T all equal a two value and, and so on. And so we take someone's name. If I could take your name, for example, okay. just uh, I'm sure your first name was Robert. That's right. right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So Robert McConnell. This is a seven expression. And seven is the number of the person who seeks his life in who inwardly, who wants to know these mysteries of life. When we look at your website, all of the things that you talk about on there, all of the these kinds of sciences, the metaphysics, the alien things, the ghosts, all of that, that's seven energy. Sevens want to know. They want to inquire. Seven, by the way, is the, is, uh, the most referenced number in the Bible over 500 times. It is the most sacred of all numbers because Pythagoras said it is a synthesis of the square of matter and the trine of the spirit, the three of the triangle and the four of the square, which make seven. It is also the number which creates the most chaos. And this is what people need to understand about numbers, is that every number has an opposite side to it. So there's a good side, there's a bad side. There is a light side, there's a dark side, just like a daily cycle on our planet. Everything has two sides. Mm-hmm. So people can use this energy surreptitiously and, and um, in a dark, on the dark side, or they can use it on the light side. Many saints and people throughout history have had seven energy dominant in their charts. Your name is a seven, and your soul, the thing that you want at least and I don't know your middle name if you even if you had a middle name but the name Robert McConnell just that name the soul of that is a four energy and its nature is a three the three makes it want to communicate the four is about work and development and structure and so underneath this seven person of who you are you have a desire to create this structure out of it and to communicate that with other people so that's basically how numerology works and so we we, we take our, our birth names, because that's usually where the destiny mm-hmm. is set. 99.9% of our destinies come from our original birth name and our birth date. And, and we just, there are different combinations of those numbers. And we just look at those and study them and, uh, and create charts, timelines of when things can happen. All of this is explained in my first two books, The King's Book of Numerology 1 and 2. So how does numerology work with reference to destiny? Our numbers describe our destiny, and we don't have a certain destiny because we have a certain name mm-hmm. and birth date. Rather, we have a certain name and birth date because we have a certain destiny. There is a power, and I'll call this power God because it works for me, mm-hmm. and that power is so vast, it is so incomprehensible to the human mind, it is beyond understanding. When we look at numerology charts, for example, the precision of your life with those people in your life for every, every moment of your life is there. We can see it. We can see when you will make, uh, make changes. But this power creates our destiny and then 
as I understand it, ascribes numbers and letters to create the foundation, the superstructure for that destiny. That's basically how it works. They're, our names are not hap- happenstance by any stretch of the imagination. They're very divinely chosen. So based on what you have researched and your findings, uh, Richard, is there a difference between destiny and fate? Same, same thing. Same Sin- thing. They're, basic, they're, they're synonyms. And it's, it's kind of funny, Rob, because you see people oftentimes, commentaries, they say, well, uh, we control our own destiny. Well, mm-hmm. of course we do, because that's what destiny means. By definition, destiny is a predetermined course of events. Can, cannot be changed to the breath. And if, if you'd like, I'm happy to share some quotations with you. Sure, um, please do. About th- this is a very interesting set of quotations. One is from Albert Einstein, arguably the greatest scientist of the 20th century. And the second is from Guru Amardas, who was a mystic of the 15th and 16th centuries. Listen carefully to these two quotes. Einstein says, quote, everything is determined, the beginning as well as the end, by forces over which we have no control. It is determined for the insect as well as for the star, human beings, vegetables, or cosmic dust. We all dance to a mysterious tune intoned in the distance by an invisible piper, end quote. Now, Guru Amardas says this, God himself forces his creatures into destined paths of karmas over which they have no control and which cannot be effaced. Whatever is destined to take place must take place, end quote. Now, here we have the greatest scientists of the 20th century, and a mystic of the 15th and 16th centuries saying the exact same thing, one through his uh, profession as a scientist and the other as a mystic. What is interesting about these two quotes is they use the exact same phrase in describing destiny. Einstein says, over which we have no control. Amardas says, over which they have no control. The exact same phrase except for the pronouns we and they. When then we look at some other people throughout history, uh, Johann Friedrich von Schiller, for example, says, quote, there is no such thing as chance, and what seems to us merest accident springs from the deepest source of destiny, end quote. Salwan Singh, who was a saint of the 20th century, says, the total number of breaths which one is to take till death, the morsels which one is to eat, and the steps which one is to walk are all preordained at birth, and no one can alter decrease or increase them. On my website, richardking.net, there in the numerology section, there is a free handout called Workshop Worksheet. And these quotes I just uh, quoted for you are on page three of that. So people can download that and they can look at them for themselves. But truly, I don't know where this idea of free will came into being because all saints, all mystics, even the Bible mm-hmm. averse this reality of destiny. The Bible says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose mm-hmm. under the heaven. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. When so much is given to the exactness of our life, where is the freedom of that? Well, you see, I, I believe the free will came in when people needed excuses for their actions. Boy, I think you're absolutely right. And um, that's right. And, and frankly, I'm an independent guy. It's, it's, it's your life. It's your responsibility. That's what I've always taught my children. That's yeah. why I teach them my martial art work. And I, I really have issues with this society, the way it's going, as you said earlier, Rob, where people are blaming everybody else because that's absolutely upside down mm-hmm. from the way life should be. I agree with you, sir. If our personal lives are destined, does the world have a destiny as well? Yes, it does. 
And there, there's a spiritual quote, if I could remember this, it says, um, well, basically, it, yes, I'm, I'll answer that right away. And it's so large, if, if our lives are destined, if your life is destined, mine and everybody's, then there must be, by logic, a design for the entire creation. In fact, mystics talk about these four ages, the Golden Age, the Silver Age, the Copper Age, and the Bronze Age. These are uh, rotating cycles, mm -hmm. very large periods of time. And our world right now is in a degeneration cycle. And these cycles go on for, well, the entire cycles for millions of years. But we're basically in a degeneration cycle. That's why you see so much degeneration and, and degradation in our society. And basically, when that cycle ends, our, uh, our creation will basically go dark for as long as it was light, and then it will start its whole cycle over again. As a numerologist, uh, what does the date December the 21st, 2012 mean to you? Uh, I mean, besides <laughs> the end of the Mayan calendar. Yeah. Well, first time, when, when I think of that, I think of uh, all of the hype that Hollywood likes to, yeah. to put things in and scare people to death. So what, what is interesting about that particular date uh, is that it is a five energy. When you look at the number 2012, for example, mm -hmm. uh, that, that's a five. Uh, two, zero, one, two, add up to a five. We take the month of December, which adds up to a three, and we take the date, the 34th, uh, which is a four. That, that is, is a three energy. Um, to me, I don't place much emphasis on that. I think when people ask me this question, my response is this. So what exactly. if, the world, if the world ends? Because the reality is your life is going to end anyway at mm -hmm. some point. What are you doing now to ensure that the next phase of your existence after this life is a positive experience? See, when people start giving me the hype about 2012, I just say, get a life. Yeah, well, it's just the end of a calendar. Exactly. And it's just like the end of January of 2010. We're yep. going to start the next day on January 1st of 2011. I can just see two little Mayans on the side of their fridge whacking in the calendar saying, do you think anybody's going to pay any notice to this? And, and here we are so many years later, and you've got all these prophets of doom who are saying the end is near December 21st, 2012, the galactic alignment, uh, the shifting of the poles. Didn't we go through this in, uh, in when the year 2000 came around, Y2K? Well, I, yes, that's true. But, and there have also been, what, what is interesting is a lot of these shows do not put on counter-arguments. Some yeah. of them have. And one, one physicist got on and said, look, the alignment that these people is talking about is the same alignment that we've experienced many times and nothing really happened exactly. during that particular time either. So. Exactly. It's all science. If life is destined, and if we are able to understand where our destiny and what lies ahead for us, is there a chance, Richard, that by knowing this information, we can actually alter it? No, we can't alter our destiny. The events of our life, Rob, are set in stone. But, and this is a very good point you bring up, and it gets back to one of the benefits of numerology. When we see our life, mm -hmm. we can actually plan for that life, so we don't get broadsided. Let's say in the old days, for example, when you and I were, were kids, yeah. there was no satellite technology. And if a hurricane were to hit uh, the South, Florida, uh, South Florida coast, mm -hmm. people may not have any notification of that. Now we know days in advance. That's right. So people can board up their homes. They can leave. They can get out of harm's way. When we see that our life is going to go through certain periods of time, we can plan for that. We can also 
do, do what I think is very important, is learn to take a spiritual balance point and understand, okay, why is this happening? What is the positive outcome of this? Where's the blessing mm -hmm. in anything that happens in, in, in my life, whether it's good or bad? And sometimes the, the worst things in our life are the greatest blessings, and sometimes the worst things uh, are, are what most people think of as blessings. People who have all the money, all the fame, all, the, all of this, their lives are... Uh, can be very substanceless and superficial. When you look at the greatest minds in history, so many of those people have suffered, and their suffering has driven them deeply inside and therefore made contact with inner knowledge and, and inner spirit and all of that sort of thing. Richard, stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Exonation. Nation, Richard Andrew King is my special guest. We're talking about the King's Numerology, Discovering the Divine Design of Your Life. Richard's website is www.richardking. Dot net. That's www.richardking.net. We'll be back on the other side of this break as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Exxon Nation, Richard Andrew King is my guest this hour. We're talking about the King's Numerology, Discovering the Divine Design of Your Life. And Richard's website is www.richardking.net. Richard, here we are the year 2010, and you and I are discussing a science that was discovered so many thousands of years ago. Years ago. Why is it that we learn a science like numerology thousands of years ago, it's lost and then it's found and, and people like yourself are saying, listen, human beings, this is real. What happened in between today and so many thousand years ago when it was developed? Well, I think one of the, the things when we, we see is that the age we're in now, this age of the female, this age of yin energy, relationship energy, is an, is an age where knowledge that was suppressed that was underneath the surface mm -hmm. is now coming to the surface uh, people are becoming more intuitive and they're asking deeper questions about life that's one one reason otherwise i really can't give you an ample re you know people think that this stuff doesn't work but pythagoras discovered and pythagoras is one of the greatest mathematicians of all time he was the first scientist philosopher mathematician who made a connection 
between life and between numbers. I have been very privileged to have this information come to me, and to me it's my duty to share it with other people. I found this information basically after I discovered my own spiritual path, so I believe that God is like telling me, okay, King, it, I'm going to share this information with mm -hmm. you, but it's your obligation to share it with other people too, because even though, Rob, I call my system the King's Numerology eponymously, right, it has my name attached to it, to me there's only one King, that King is this is God, it's this energy that is all-pervasive, all-knowing, and, and that's really what it is because numbers are a divine system. They are cosmic codes, labels, ciphers for our destiny. God did not drop us here without a plan or a way of knowing that plan. Now, I know that people are going to say, King, you're absolutely out, out of, of touch. This is crazy. And I'm going to say, no, you're absolutely out of touch if you think otherwise. There is this power. He he has created a system for us to know. It is through our name and birth date. Open your mind to more expansive things than simply what is given to us, you know, that's superficial. Our, our world is a very superficial world and getting more superficial by the day. Few people ask themselves what their life is about, why they have, say, a human birth, what the purpose of that is, who they are, where they're going. It doesn't mean much to them. They're more interested in the externals of life. And that concerns me deeply. And one of the things I like to do is try to create some sort of balance point where, no, there's a whole internal world, ladies and gentlemen, and we need to be connected with that because that's really where it's happening inside. It doesn't happen outside. And when we start studying these numerology charts, Rob, and we see the perfection mm -hmm. of your life, and I would like to offer to do one for you after we get off the show, and if, you, or if you're amenable to that, to show you, to prove to you the reality of this. And All right, Richard, you and I have got to say so long. I want to thank you so much for joining us, Richard. I look forward to the next time you join us here in the X-Zone. Continued success, and please do the world a favor. Get that message out there. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. We'll be back on the other side of this break, X-Zone Nation. By the way, Richard's website is richardking.net. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the X-Zone. Don't go away. This 4th of July, don't miss the movie of the summer. Are you ready? Damn right. Top Gun Maverick is one of the greatest movies ever made. See it on the biggest screen possible. You got yourself a deal. Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick, rated PG-13. This 4th of July. You're where you belong. Make us proud. Get fired up. Let's go. Touchdown! And experience one of the greatest movies ever made. Having any fun yet? Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick, rated PG-13.